1: What's up everyone and happy Thursday, AKA Friday Eve. I'm your host, Rachel Prevett, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Today's at the podium episode is lock loaded and ready for you. You are gonna hear from Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who spoke with the Philly media after wrapping up day two of training camp practice. Gannon touched on adding Steven Nelson to the secondary, the level of physicality that the players have shown alone in just the first two days of training camp practice, the significance of having versatile players, and so much more. Here's what Jonathan Gannon had to say. What have your impressions of Steven Nelson been so far?
2: Good, yeah. really good. Yeah, he. Um, it's good to get a vet in that knows a lot of ball and uh, just got to see what he's comfortable with within our scheme and um, get him to play to his strengths, and he's going to – it was a good addition for us.
1: I know it's only to the second day, but it looks like the defense is really forcing some fumbles out there, popping the ball free and interception. So, has that been kind of an emphasis uh, every day to, to get turnovers?
2: Yeah, we have a very defined language with how we talk about takeaways, and um, that's going to – you guys are going to see that in practice Um, hopefully a lot, but, uh, we know the value of the ball and we put a high importance on it. So we're going to coach that up. They have a, like I said, we have a very defined language with how we coach that. And that should be part of our DNA, which is the hits principle, which that's the T and takeaways.
1: So, cool. way to talk about
2: it. so we have very distinct language with how we force fumbles, how we scoop and score, how we block interception returns. So it just puts a very clear picture of what the standard is, what the expectation is of how we conduct our business.
1: It's gotten like a little physical, maybe more than you would expect at yeah. contact. Is that the goal here or is that maybe? Uh, no,
2: I think right? that's just part of how we're going to play. And um, it's actually awesome because we obviously have an offensive head coach and he believes in it. So, you know, a lot of people out there that are offensive head coaches, they don't want to see that. And Nick believes that that's the best thing for the team, the offense and the defense. So he allows us to do that. Now we got to clean it up because we don't want guys on the ground at times. But uh, we on defense, we're going to play with a stinger, and I'm not going to take that stinger away.
1: When, you, when your top corner is known for his main defense, how, do you, how does that factor into the scheme you're going to use and juggling the strengths of the other guys.
2: In the yeah, so I would think with that, you know, the, the man coverage, um, you know, we're he's going to play some man-to-man, and uh, we're just going to figure out how much of it we can play if it suits us to win the game that that week. So you'll see us hopefully be a little bit adaptable week-to-week with what we're doing to try to defend opposing offenses.
1: How's the feeling out loss has been with the front seven as far as how much – 3 four, four,
2: three. You're gonna run. Say that one more time.
1: How how is like kind of the feeling? That you said the last time we spoke that you're gonna kind of figure out as you go. How's that feeling out the process been with the talent you currently have? Across?
2: Yeah, good. um You know, you guys are gonna see a lot of looks out there, and and again, that's going into you guys. You know, we we believe that our D line is a strength, and we're gonna to try to put them in a position to make a bunch of plays, and we also feel like and it's it's day two, but I would say that a lot of those guys have very unique skill sets and we're going to try to accentuate those skill sets by how we align people. So, you know, the the players have done a great job of, of buying in and understanding the why behind what we're doing and, you know, stay tuned. We got a lot more to put in. Um, It's our job to figure out, Hey, this guy does this really well, put him in that spot for the most part, you know? And um, as we keep going in camp, Hopefully you guys will see some a lot of different variation with what we're doing and we're put, using guys different ways. That's why, you know, talking about our guys, we like guys that can play multiple positions because we feel it's hard on the offense. So we don't want to just line up and they know what we're going to line up. We're going to change. So, so those, top along top those
1: I... lines with, with guys that can play multiple positions, especially wow. young guys, philosophically, do you want them learning both positions from the ground up or, or like – Becoming an expert in one and then moving. Yeah, on to that's
2: the next. different with each position and each player. So, like an example for like um, a, a DB, like you know, if if we feel like his skill set, he could play both multiple positions. Some days we might rotate it by period where he's playing corner and he's playing nickel the next period. Some guys we like to get comfortable playing one spot, and this goes for the D line too. Some some guys we like to hey work on this for this four four practice stack and then we're going to switch it around a little bit. Um, but the value of guys being able to play multiple spots is huge. A couple reasons for that is, is it allows the build depth. You know, on game day, you don't have too many jerseys out there. So we always say, hey, we want a pair and a spare. Well, to do that, certain guys have to be able to play one, two, some guys, even three spots. So Again, that differs from guy to guy. That's a really good question. That differs from guy to guy. And that's part of the evaluation as we get going. You know, if this guy's busting mentally, then we'll calm it down a little bit. But if guys can handle it, we're going to move them around. I recognize so, that. I know it's early for you, but when you look at your
1: defensive line and have all those guys come back, you made the multiple sacks in the NFL last year. How special of a group is that line that's, you know, obviously going to lead the way along?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big time advantage for us. Um and and too with that the leadership in that room is is key. And I think sometimes that gets overlooked, you know, with young guys or guys that haven't played a lot of snaps, like they're an open book. So they help the young guys with, you know, we can say stand up and say something, hey, here's how you play a double team, but when it's coming from Hargrave It's a little bit different. He's got a little bit viewpoint because he's in between the white lines. So the leadership and experience and the amount of ball that a lot of those guys have played helps the entire defense, really. Um, You know, the other thing with that is because they've played a lot of ball, they've been in a lot of spots that we're putting them in. So it creates flexibility within the scheme to do some different things. I
1: recognize that you're mixing personnel, and I don't want to read too much into it, but on the first day, it stood out that Josh Sweat was the first one up with the DNs. There is—is is that job a competition between him and 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 uh, Barnett? Do you view them both as, as starters? How do you view that? Role yeah,
2: I, I view both of those guys as starters, and I think um, you know the, the, you guys should see the switching of groups. Like I said, period by period, day by day, week by week. I don't really look that as a competition. We're just out here trying to get better, um, like everybody, and. Um, you know, we feel really good about that entire group and those two guys. Hey,
1: circling back to Stephen Nelson a little bit, JG, you mentioned Bo's question about starting young players at Dippers. Does that give you a luxury to have a veteran guy out there, maybe with some of your younger corner, corners, uh, to, to sort of slow things down As you mentioned to
2: that? uh, and I, I wouldn't say that. I, you know, we, we added Stephen, which was good to create competition in the room. And we know that he's a vet and just like the D line, he's given a lot of information to our young guys. So right now, you know, we're just we're like I said, we're mixing groups and we're going to see who the best 11 out there and and the best 22 and the best right now, the best however many we have. And try to put them guys in spots where they can function and and be successful.
1: We're going to see obviously a lot of looks throughout camp. We saw some three, four. Uh, yesterday. When it comes to the season though, is it possible to have a, as disparate a front as a 3-4 or if you do work like maybe, you know, a 4-3 four, four, front? with I know most, most fronts are going to be multiple in the NFL, but can you be as diverse as that?
2: If our players can do it, yes. I would say that, you know, if you look at the number one defense in the league last year, the LA Rams, they had, you know, uh, by far the most different personnel groupings and the most, uh, the dip, the the highest amount of different fronts. And not to say that we're going to do that, but I do think that versatility in your front and coverage makes it hard on offense. So we're going to, we're going to do that. And, And the other reason for that is, is to, again, trying to, accentuate our guys' skill set to move them around a little bit because they, they present problems for the offense when you do that.
1: How much Formalized did uh, You have two guys. You have guys that are playing uh, both off-ball linebacker and they're mixing these pass rushers too. Um, how does that role sort of compare to the one that, like, Anthony Barr, for example, has like he's, yeah. And how would you sort of define, like, that role? In
2: your yeah, I think we're still defining that role. That's a good question. Um, Anthony Barr was a little different because – uh, with Zim, he kind of played Will, and that's what you p- typically play the game in as a sub. So he did play Sam, but they used him stack in a different way, anyhow. I think the guys that we have in that spot right now give us a very diverse skill set. And just like everybody on the defense, we're going to try to accentuate that skill set and put them guys in spots to do what they do best. So that's what we're kind of figuring out now. It's a good question. Davion Taylor has gotten an
1: opportunity to get a lot of early snaps here, for the first two days, both in base and, and some of your sub packages. How has he looked, and what are your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, DT's—he's been- had a couple of good days. He looks a lot more comfortable to me right now, um, just in what he's doing. Nick's done a really good job with him of, you know, making him understand the why behind we do things, and hey, this is his specific skill set, and we're gonna let him roll. Um, we're excited about the entire linebacker group. Uh DT in particular has, has gotten some snaps, a lot, you know, some some really good quality snaps, which is good because like all our guys, you know, reps are because it's like you're you're working on your game constantly. Every day you're working on your game. So the more reps you get, the more you can work on your game. So reps are at a premium and he's taking advantage of those reps. How's
1: when it comes to Dylan Hurts out there? You guys can practice him with, against him every day. How's his athleticism helping you guys
2: out on defense? You know, I I got in with the defensive staff yesterday, and I said uh, it's the first time I looked at all 11 on the practice field. You know, I've been looking at five guys. So, you know, I know he's a really good player. I'm not really watching Jalen, honestly. I'm I'm watching our 11 and making sure that we get 11 on the field first so I don't get fired. And then um, because 10 will get you fired. And it does happen at times. We don't want it to happen. But um, I've made that mistake a couple times. But uh, I'm, I'm really just worried about the defense right now. I'm not worried about it. that's where my focus is.
1: About young guys learning maybe two positions at once. Start one. again, I'm we sorry. about young guys maybe learning two positions mm-hmm. at once, specifically with Milton Williams. Uh, does he have that capacity? Can he learn? Absolutely. That?
2: That's, you know, like a lot of our guys, he's extremely intelligent and he's got a lot of football instincts, I think he can play five spots on the defensive line. So, you know, it's our job figuring out which, what are his strengths, what are his weaknesses, get his weaknesses a little bit better, but you're going to see him move all over the place.
1: On the topic of multiple fronts, Fletcher Cox has historically been the centerpiece of this defense here. What needs to be done to, to maximize him, and is he someone you expect to move around or keep as the free technique?
2: Uh, he's going to move around too because of his skill set. I think we should move him around. Um, you know when you put him over the center, it's a hard matchup for a center. Uh, he's obviously a premium player of ours, as you saw that today. I think he had like three TFLs, a couple sacks. Uh, but we're going to do everything that we can for for him um, to to let him go and be disruptive and and play his game, and and he can do a lot of things. I mean, he's a he's a really good piece to have because he's so unique and talented, and uh, he has so much experience. He understands ball. And uh, it's been fun to watch, and it's going to be fun to keep watching him go as he goes. It would be so, uh, a
1: lot, but it's real. You know, the number one defense last year, with the Rams. When you look at this defense, and we talk about that front, you know, your line, and then you look at now the secondary that's added piece. Yeah. Do you think you guys
2: could be a top defense in this season? Hey, uh, I don't so early, but do you see the major? I don't. I don't really worry about that, honestly. You know, Nick's done a good job. We're kind of just focused on the process, getting better. You know, he says get one percent better every day. That's, that's honestly not in my mind. Um, you know, I'm really just focused on our guys improving their game because that helps the defense and it helps the team. So, and you know, the coaches, that's our job get everybody under your watch better. Just improve them a little bit. Some guys make a huge jump, you know, some of them really good premium players, those vets, if we can just make that incremental jump, it helps everybody.
0: It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com/viya.
1: Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling even for many of the best assets.